Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars. How are you doing this week? I hope you're doing pretty awesome. I am. I'm here in San Francisco and I'm actually very excited about this weekend because I will be at a music festival for two days at Pier 80 on the water, dancing with friends, lots of EDM, electronica, DJ dancing for, I think about 10 hours, both days. So life is feeling pretty magical right now. So today I want to talk about what's taboo about this work that I do about coaching and how you or your kids as fifth graders can help, right? Okay, let's dive in. So as many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, I love the cognitive tools of visualizing your future self and visualizing your past self. So if you've not listened to episode 19 that talks about visualizing your future self and the power of that tool, feel free to start there. Or if not, we'll just dive right in. So first, let's talk about what's taboo about the personal development space, the therapy space, the coaching space, this general space that I'm in. What's taboo that no one wants to talk about other than a few thought leaders are two things. One is the big picture impacts on your mental health, like trauma and shame. Yes, we do have Brene Brown to thank for helping us understand shame. And if you have not listened to her TED talk, I highly recommend listening to her TED talk about shame. So taboo is the impacts on mental health, like shame and trauma. And number two is some healing modalities of mental health, specifically loving yourself or self-love and feeling your feelings. So let's first talk about trauma and shame, some of the big picture levers that can impact your mental health. So trauma can be, you know, for some of us, we've healed some trauma. For some of us, there's still trauma that has not been healed. And, you know, all of us need to decide in different parts of our journey, whether we want to heal trauma or not. And then there's big trauma and little trauma, like big T and little T trauma. You know, big T trauma could be like a big life-threatening event or situation. Like, you know, I moved to the U.S. from outside of the U.S. when I was 13. I mean, that was like 
it was, it was really a big thing for me that caused a lot of disruption in my life, but big trauma could also be like a violent crime, a school shooting, you know, a big car accident, death of a parent, you know, ongoing abuse can also qualify as like big trauma and little trauma could be things like, um, like events that, you know, don't involve violence or like a disaster, but, you know, create some level of distress. So the death of a pet, losing a job, a breakup, break up romantically, a breakup with a friend. So these things don't, you know, necessarily, you know, threaten your physical safety, but they can produce, you know, the same level of trauma response in your body. And so trauma is something that all of us have gone through in some way, shape or form. You know, my parents getting divorced, moving to another country, my dad getting remarried, like, you know, my stepbrother bullying me, like the list for all of us of trauma is long, but we don't want to talk about trauma. We don't want to think that we've experienced trauma, but every single one of us has trauma in our cells of our body, in our cellular memory. Okay. That's that's known. That's a fact, like a circumstance. And the other thing that we don't want to talk about that's taboo in this field is shame. Yes. Thank you, Brene, for bringing shame into the conversation. Yay. And also too, the reason why I'm really curious about shame too, is one of my mentors, I'm doing a five-week shame clinic with her to learn how to, you know, unshame myself and I'm teaching that to all of my clients. And why this is so important is shame stops you from having a healthy relationship with yourself. When you have a lot of shame in your body, you don't have the skills to know what's right or wrong for you. And so when you live with a lot of shame, you don't trust yourself. And there's a feeling of like, there's something very wrong with me. And you're always looking outside of you for the answers, you know, looking to the coach, looking to the teacher, looking to the book, and you don't believe that you're okay, or that you might even know the right answers. Almost like, Hey, somebody tell me what to do or what to think as you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm defective and I can't trust my own answers. The second thing that happens when you live with a lot of shame is you keep trying to fix yourself because your inner experience of who you are, your relationship with yourself is unreliable. So here again, you're looking outside at the teacher, the healer, the movement, the book to fix yourself. But the more you look to fix it from outside of yourself to tell your brain that now you've got the answer, the more you're telling yourself that you yourself can't be trusted. And the third thing that happens when you live with a lot of shame is you fail to protect yourself in relationships. So, you know, a great example is something really terrible happened with a family member of mine a couple of weeks ago. And I have now put a boundary in place where I will no longer be in a relationship with them. Now, when you live with a lot of shame, if something really terrible happens to you, you don't trust that you are in danger. You think, uh, you know, and this is how I used to think before I started doing this work. I didn't read the signals correctly. They, you know, they're right and I'm wrong. Like, why did I do that thing that hurt them? Right. So it's always like, what's wrong with me versus ouch. 
okay, this person effed up. This is a really bad thing. I know that this is a healthy boundary that I need to put in place. And the reason why it's important to protect yourself too is you want to stop other humans hurting you with really important ways that kind of tell you that you don't know your own reality. So big picture, no one wants to talk about shame, hard to talk about trauma, but these two big things totally impact your mental health and kind of two levers to heal your mental health are self-love and feelings. And these are also two things that most humans don't like, it's kind of taboo to talk about loving yourself and it's definitely taboo to talk about your feelings, right? Like our society's conditioned us to believe that we should be smart, thinking, creative, you know, logical people, right? Like that's the more kind of value trait of humans in our society. If you're kind of too creative and not scheduled and more like an artist and all these things, like, you know, there can be a lot of judgment. And what I want to offer to you is self-love and feeling your feelings can completely heal your relationship with yourself and your life and how you show up at work and how you show up in relationships and all the things. So I've talked a lot about like unintentional negative thoughts and then intentional thinking or like thinking that serves you. And, you know, all the work that I do is helping you see the unintentional thoughts in your brain that are not serving you like whatever, I'm old and fat and really finding thoughts that serve you that, you know, don't make you feel like crap. So this work about self-love and processing your feelings is as you do thought work is noticing the unintentional thoughts where you're mean to yourself and shame is like how, you know, there's shame in your body and in your life, shutting you down is when you have all those critical thoughts about yourself. So those thoughts, like I'm fat, I'm not getting enough done. There's something wrong with me. Um, I can't make enough money. I can't figure out how to, you know, get my work done on time at work you know, all those critical thoughts about yourself are correlated to shame. So you being mean to yourself is not helpful and it's actually making you feel worse, of course. And so I have a new kind of little twist for you around thought work and finding new believable thoughts to kind of help you shift how you feel about yourself. So what I want to offer to you today is that I want you to start practicing that it's not okay to say mean things to yourself. Okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to say I'm lazy. I'm fat. I'm not making enough money. I will never find love because I'm a loser. I can't figure out my job. It is not okay to be mean to yourself. So make a declaration. This is not okay. Okay. And by making this declaration, you can start healing some of the shame that's in your body. So 
what I want you to visualize right now is visualize your past self, or maybe it's your child, or it's someone in your life that you love and who loves you, who's about 10 years old, okay, who's in fifth grade. And I want you to visualize that human right now. And then what I want you to do, there's three steps that I want you to do the next time you notice that you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm old and fat, or I suck at work. There's three things I want you to do. I want you to state the unintentional thought, like I'm fat and lazy. And I want you to visualize saying I'm fat and lazy to your child who's 10 years old or that human who's 10 years old, who really loves you, who really like you can feel that loving, kind relationship. So step one, state that unintentional thought to the human who's 10 years old, like your kid or yourself and visualize saying that unintentional thought, like I'm fat and lazy. And then, and then step two is what does the 10 year old say back to you? What do they say back to you when they hear this? So close your eyes and really visualize hearing and feeling their response. Like when I talk to my 10 year old, Sarah, who's 10, you know, when I say that to her, I'm fat and lazy. Here's what she says to me. Oh my God, you are so beautiful and incredible. And I love you so much. That's literally what she says back to me. And if that's too much of a stretch, then maybe the first thought is I love you. Or maybe the first thought is I don't agree with you. I don't think you're fat and lazy and I love you. What does that 10 year old say back to you? I want you to visualize and hear and feel their response in your body. That's step two. Step three is we've talked a lot about like your self-talk, you coaching yourself. So step three is talking to yourself and coaching yourself. So what I want you to then say back to yourself is I'm no longer going to say that to myself anymore. Whatever the thought is like, I'm fat and lazy. I'm no longer going to say that to myself anymore. I'm a perfectly imperfect human, or I'm no longer going to say that to myself anymore. I know that my body is enough, or I'm no longer going to say that to myself anymore. I know that I'm not lazy. I logically know that I'm not lazy. But the thought has to be just a feeling of, of peace, a feeling of some level of acceptance of who you are. And even when you talk back to yourself, I want you to visualize, like for me, it's very easy to visualize my loving, kind 10-year-old me. So visualize that little 10-year-old like talking back to you, right? And, and then you, and then you saying to yourself, I'm no longer going to say that to myself anymore. I want you to do this three-step practice for one unintentional thought for 21 days every day. So identify an unintentional thought that's on flipping repeat. It's on spin cycle in the washing machine, whatever that thought is. For me, three years ago, before I started, like when I hired my coach, Brooke, and started doing thought work, that thought was, I'm not that smart. I'm not smart. Like that was on repeat every day around everything I did. So find one of those that's like your dog that chews on the bone, you know, he just keeps chewing and chewing and chewing. And then let's unravel that for 21 days. So step one, state it, 
state the thought, state the unintentional thought, visualizing, saying it to your 10 year old. Step two, what does the 10 year old say back to you? When you say this, I want you to visualize and feel their response. Step three, self-talk, coaching yourself, tell yourself, Hey, listen, I love you. We are no longer going to say that to ourselves anymore. I'm a perfectly imperfect human or my body's okay. I'm thin enough. I'm smart enough. So 21 days. I invite you to change the collective narrative around shame and trauma. Embrace the discomfort. Do the hard thing and be vulnerable and start talking about shame and trauma. We all experience it. It's a part of the human experience. You are not alone in this one. So I invite you to be brave and talk to five people this week about their experience with shame and trauma and be kind and loving with yourself and each other as you share. You'll feel more amazing love and connection inside of you for yourself and in your life when you do this. Let's destigmatize this shit we carry around daily like a heavy backpack on our backs, weighing us down, keeping work and our lives feeling hard. All right. I love you all so much. And feel free to send me a note on LinkedIn or Instagram or email us, sarah at sarahmoody.com. Let us know if you have any questions and have a beautiful rest of your day. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.